History of Armenia podcast series. Episode 13. In the last episode, we talked about the situation in Armenia and its surroundings following the invention of the Armenian alphabet during a period of religious persecution at the hands of Persians, and ended our discussion with a culmination of tensions resulting in the Battle of Avarayr, fought in 451, that briefly halted the Persian advances towards a policy of assimilating their Armenian subjects. In this episode, we will discuss the events on the timeline immediately following the Battle of Avarayr, throughout the later part of the 5th century, which had deep and lasting consequences for the history of the Armenians in general. One thing we want to mention before diving into this discussion is that generally what we are taught is that in 451 Armenians, although losing the battle, had achieved a moral victory on the battlefield. According to Yerishe, the Armenian side had lost some 1036 fighters, among them 9 leaders of the prominent noble houses and some 130 men from the Mamikonian family, including Vartan. The losses on the Persian side had been three times more than the Armenian losses, and amounted to 3,544 deaths, among them the elite unit of the Sassanid army. This had been the reason why the Sassanids had relented from continuing to pursue the conversion of the Armenian people from Christianity to Zoroastrianism. For this reason, people generally accept that the issue was resolved after the battle, but it, in reality, it was a process that spanned over the following three decades until its final resolution with the signing of the Treaty of Navarsak in 484. In those three decades, two important events, one religious and the other political, took place. We want to focus our discussion on those two events. One was the Council of Chalcedon and the other was the assumption of the position of Marspan by Vahan Mamikonyan. In October of 451, the Roman Emperor Marcion invited the bishops of the Christian Church to the town of Chalcedon in Bithynia, currently the Asian side of Istanbul, in order to participate in a new ecumenical council to resolve some issues that had risen after the previous council at Ephesus. Pope Leo gave his blessing to the council. Even though he did not attend the council because Italian territories were dealing with the invasion of Attila and the Huns. The council was attended by up to 400 participants from all corners of Christendom. The Armenian church, due to the dire situation in the province following Avarayr, was not able to send a delegation to Chalcedon. During the previous council at Ephesus, the church had condemned Nestorius and his followers for their radical views on the dual natures of Christ as a human and as a god. In Chalcedon, his followers looked for a way to achieve an amnesty for their teacher. The delegates from Rome were in complete control of the council and pushed for the acceptance of all of their propositions. The main proposal was a letter sent by Pope Leo, known as Leo's Tome, which the Roman delegates wanted to be accepted in its entirety. The Tom proclaimed that Christ was of two natures, a man and a God, and Nestorians saw this as something that justified the teachings of their leader. They embraced the decision of the council, 
the delegates representing the Church of Alexandria, who were the followers of Cyril, well known for his opposition to Nestorius, rejected the decisions of the council. The council still went ahead and concluded its session with a new proclamation with 28 points and everyone thinking that the differences of Christendom were finally resolved. However, a group of Eastern churches and eventually the Armenian Apostolic Church came to eventually reject Chalcedon in favor of Ephesus and caused a schism within the doctrine of the Universal Church. A number of factors were the reason why Armenian church leaders decided to turn their backs on Chalcedon. Let's see what the points of contention were. As we had mentioned in the previous episode, Catholicus Sahak Bartev and Saint Mesrop Mashtot had both passed away and the Armenian church was left without its spiritual leadership. Sahak's loyal bishop Hofsep took the leadership position during the turbulent period of Persian persecution and served as a vicar of the Armenian church. However, he passed away in 454. After Hofsep's passing, the time was to elect a new Catholicos. The surviving historic account has preserved the names of Melite and Mofses Manaskerzi, who succeeded each other during the course of the next decade, respectively reigning between 452-456 and 456-461. The interesting thing about this pair is that they were not from St. Gregory's family. Furthermore, the area they are from, Manaskert, was known for being a region with adherents of Syriac-style Christianity that was preached by Nestorius and was championed as the preferred type of Christology within the Persian Empire. Thus, according to the late Catholicus Garing in the first, it might be that after the death of Sahak and Mashtot, this had been an attempt by the Persian court to put on charge of the Armenian church an Assyrian sympathizer in order to steer the Armenian church away from its Byzantine ties and bring it under the control of the Sassanid court. This account is confirmed by Parpeti, who, while talking about the ordination of Catholicus Gute in 461, clearly shows his dislike for Gute's two predecessors, Melite and Mofses, and gives praise to Gute by mentioning him as the one who finally took the seat of St. Gregory with the providence of God. From that point, it became clear that immediately following the Battle of Avaraj, there was a struggle in Armenia between the two rival factions who wanted the Armenian church to either keep its long-standing relationship with the Byzantine churches or to embrace the Syriac Nestorian preaching that was sweeping through the Sassanid domain. Now, since the Armenian church had not been able to send delegates to Chalcedon, it only received its final proclamation and familiarized itself with its points after the council had already concluded. Nestorians, jubilant with the perceived notion that Chalcedon had acquitted their Christological argument, had started to fervently spread their teaching all across the Persian Empire. Armenians, who were in the open conflict with Nestorians, who had in two previous occasions tried to take control of the Armenian church, saw Chalcedon as a Nestorian-influenced council and regarded its proclamation as one of Nestorian nature, a heresy. And that's why Armenian leading clergy from the beginning had a negative view of it. 
the contention with the Council of Chalcedon grew to the point that some 30 years after it, in 482, Emperor Zeno issued his proclamation, the Henoticon, which affirmed that Nestorius was still condemned as a heretic of the church and that Chalcedon had not reversed that decision. At that time, the Armenian province was in a relatively peaceful state, and the leaders of the Armenian church were finally able to gather and review the Chalcedonian proclamation. The result was the First Council of Davin, called in 506 by Catholicus Bobkin I. It was also attended by the bishops of the Georgian and Caucasian Albanian churches, who, led by the Armenian church, accepted the Henotikon as opposed to Chalcedon, but did not yet entirely reject its proclamation. That decision was finalized in the Second Council of Davin in 554, which will be discussed in a future episode. Going back to Chalcedon, from this discussion, it becomes clear that Armenians did not turn away from Chalcedon because they were at odds with Rome, but they did it because Nestorians, supported by the Sassanid court, were threatening the position of the Armenian church, and Armenians, who had come to associate Chalcedon with Nestorians, rejected it as a way of standing up to the spread of Nestorian influence. Also, Armenians dealt with Chalcedon only some four decades after the council, because they had to settle their scores with the Sassanids, and only were at peace when Vahan Mamikonian was able to establish himself as a marzipan of Armenia. In the next episode, we will talk about those four decades of uncertainty, war, and triumph achieved by Vahan Mamikonian. That was the final step in saving Armenians from conversion to Zoroastrianism, and which brought relative peace to Armenia at the end of the 5th century.